Welcome to Dig It. This is the speaker. I hope you're all having a beautiful Friday morning. I am here with my co-host, The Sharp Edge, and Coralyn of Corey's Digs. How are you ladies doing? Hey there. Oh there. <laughs> doing good. <laughs> How are I'm you doing? Good. Yeah, no, not too bad. I've been better, but we're fine to do it. How are you girls? I'm doing pretty yeah. good. I'm still good. trying to wake up. I just brewed some coffee. It was yeah. a late night. I almost went to sleep at 10 last night. You know when you hit those states where you just feel like you could pass out, and then if you stay up for another 30 minutes, you move past it and catch a second wind? Yeah, I hate yeah. that. Well, I hate uh, it whenever... <laughs> I am almost like drifting off to sleep then something wakes me up and then I just cannot go back to sleep that happens all the time with me uh I didn't even let myself drift had I I probably would have just gone to sleep I was pretty tired <laughs> well what, what are we getting into today girls we're going to talk about we've got a little we've got a lot of, of a lot little things about. going on yeah I think this would be mostly a ramble podcast but we're going to talk about the DNC convention. We're, I'll, I'll talk about a bit of a backlash on Goodyear and Netflix. Um, mm -hmm. Trump press conference the other day where he got asked the queue. I think we do have to bring that up because that's pretty important. Edge, what are you covering? Oh, I'll just touch on a little bit about Kevin Kleinsmith, that FBI lawyer, lawyer that pleaded guilty this week. And then also... Steve Bannon just arrested, so yeah, we'll get into a yeah. little bit of that. And and what, what's your report that you're going to talk about, Corey? Yeah, so this is the one I've been working on for weeks that kept getting sidetracked um, because of all the COVID reports, and so I'm very excited. I just published part one, and I'm hoping to get part two out next week. It's on uh, protecting the U.S. bulk power system and technology from bad actors, so... A little bit later, I'll tell you guys about that. It's a really, really important read because when you see all of this and you see the big picture, it's, it's pretty, uh, pretty significant stuff that's going on. Some positive stuff. I mean, I choose to look at it in a positive way. <laughs> Absolutely. Gotta look, at, gotta look at things in a positive way at the moment. Yep. Well, let's, let's start with the DNC convention and let's all have a bit of a giggle. <laughs> dude they stole my song that ridiculous video that they made um oh, with what was his name was it billy porter what was his billy, name billy, billy porter i think i don't really oh know oh my gosh i mean did you feel like you were in the twilight zone but for the last few years i kept playing that song you know every now and then i would tweet that song out and i'm like no they just completely ruined that song for me now they did ruin that song. God, every, every which way from Sunday, just oh, totally please. gaslighting and BLM and uh, and then there's so much cringe. And then there's a clip in there of like a young girl, a child with a mask on, and on the mask it says something like um, something about hearing my voice or something like that with a mask on. I mean, just. Wow. It was, it was, it was so was bad. Weird. When boomer socialist communists post a video, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's what you get. Yeah. Yeah. Was yeah, it was pretty bad. 
I didn't actually watch the, um, I, I just couldn't bring myself to watch the convention. Plus I've been busy working on this report, but I did, I did pick up a few clips here and there on Twitter, of course, you know, <clears throat> the wonderful Hillary Clinton. And, and it's, it's so hard to watch because you're just sitting there listening to pure 100% lies come yeah. out of their mouths. Mm -hmm. And straight and straight projection. I mean, on on the one that Hillary came out and spoke the other day, she was pretty much declaring that she won the election. She was I like, know. you know, Kamala and Biden can, you know, still win by three million votes and lose. You know, you didn't win, love. Okay, it's not how it works, <laughs> right? You, you, you didn't win. Get it? And 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 then they'll go on about you know. What if Trump doesn't accept the election? And that this is like the hypocrisy that I can't stand. And that's why I can't watch them for long periods of time. Because I just hear this stuff and I'm just like, are you kidding me? Yeah, my cap is about 90 seconds, especially with Obama. I, I literally just feel like I'm going to throw up just, just hearing his voice. Yeah, definitely. It was just absolute shit show. I mean, the whole thing, it, one way of describing it was really just a snooze fest. I mean, it was absolutely uneventful, unexciting, bottom line, nobody cares. I mean, the ratings yeah. were way down. It's hard to get a grasp on this, the streaming numbers, but the TV ratings we know were abysmal, uh, you know, down at least, what was it, 48%? Yeah, 48%. It, let's see, it's the... Uh night two of the virtual dnc uh convention was uh 6.1 million viewers across cbs abc and nbc last night this shows a 40 percent 40 i'm sorry 48 percent drop in broadcast television viewers compared to night two of the 2016 convention so i mean that's huge and we you know we were talking about this before we started and I can't really verify because I haven't taken the time to go through the hundreds of streams out there to add the numbers, but several people have reported that, you know, Trump's speech in Oshkosh, uh, Wisconsin, it was Wisconsin he was in, right? Was um, like 11 and a half million viewers on 75 streams and that the DNC was, you know, only getting a million or 2 million views. So and we've all been kind of tracking that over time. Every time Biden speaks, no one's listening. So I wouldn't doubt if these numbers are fairly accurate. Right. I mean, because here's the deal. I mean, nobody's excited about the, these candidates. They're not excited about Biden or Kamala. They're only voting, uh, as far as the DNC goes, as far as Democrat voters that are most likely to vote, they're voting not because they like Sleepy Joe, but because they hate Trump. I mean, mm -hmm. well, so why the would they tune in? That's the platform. But most of the people watching this, most of the people going there, or not most, I'll say all of the people that have gone to these conventions or that are watching these conventions, like religiously, we're always going to vote left. There's no turning. Well, you know what else, though? A lot of the numbers in the streams, because I've gone through, uh, like last night, I was going through and I was just catching a couple clips here and there on um the periscope one that had already recorded so but when you go back and you play it it still shows all the comments and i was cracking up because like one out of every maybe six comments 
was someone saying Trump 2020 or mega or, you know, so I think there's a lot of people, a lot of Republicans that were watching it just to see what they're up to and see what their game is. So that's going to skew the numbers too. Right. So they got a lot of down votes. The the ratio was was pretty high on the down votes too. So because there were a lot of Republicans watching just to see what they would say. And it was uh, pretty predictable as far as the the Trump bashing going, blaming him for everything from the pandemic to the protests, the quote unquote peaceful protests. I never saw anybody calling out the violent riots or even, uh, you know, criticizing those in any way. They were all peaceful protests, but of course Trump was to blame for it all. But I did want to say, you know, a lot of really what just came across was that it was really awkward, weird, ill-conceived, poorly executed. It was just a Zoom meeting. And I have to tell you, this is so funny because Rush Limbaugh just nailed it when he described Joe Biden's acceptance speech, because he said this, he goes, did you, did you even see, actually see how he accepted the nomination? He was in this like VHS or videotape <laughs> library in the basement of a school. <laughs> and they had some streamers come down from the ceiling, which is like a 10 foot ceiling and two or three balloons. And you could count the number of streamers and Biden looked at him like he thought they were snakes coming out of the roof. <laughs> <laughs> He was like, whoa, whoa, but he, had, but, but, but he had like no energy or anything when it was like, when it happened, it was like he was just there and he was just like watching it. It was just like, oh, oh, Violence oh, oh. Yeah. And, and, and did you see some of the pictures of the online people that were clapping? Yes. So uh, yeah, that was, that, talk about awkward. Yes. Yeah, but there was like double pictures. Did you see that? They're like yes. They couldn't even feel the screen. There was like. A few of them, they had to duplicate it and put it on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Very it, was just so, it was ultimately, it was just so bad. It was like creepy Twilight Zone, awkward, bad. Right, and they're trying to prop up Biden as this, you know, historic figure, this guy that's going to slay Donald Trump. And this, this acceptance speech, it looked like, and this is how Rush described it, he said, it looked like he was this mid-level executive having a retirement party on Zoom. It was so bad. But, you know, a lot of the, uh, the, the, the speeches were pre-recorded. They were just totally rehearsed and they were so predictable. And it was just nothing but bitterness. They kept propping up uh, Biden as this honest guy, you know, hardworking, experienced. And it's like, we know the experience that he had. We know the corruption. We know the lies. And I just love how when Obama was giving his speech or when it was airing, Trump was tweeting in real time about how he was, how he was spied on by, by Biden and Obama, Mm -hmm. you know? So, and then another kind of key moment too, was like when Bill Clinton's speech aired, you know, that same day pictures had emerged of uh, him getting a massage from one of Epstein's victims. And it's just like, these people are so detached from reality and living in this Trump derangement syndrome, you know, never Trump reality where he's to blame for everything. And everything you, as you had said, speaker is projection. You know, they're the honest guys. Trump's the liar. It's just, it's insanity. It's like watching The Bachelor. It's all just very bizarre. 
it's it doesn't even feel real it's like they know they're losing and they're just putting on this craziest show they can come up with and did you see that it was also billy boy's birthday so hillary tweeted out to wish him a happy birthday and got so hammered in the comments that she blocked um comments so only people she follows can comment now I, 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 a lot of them are doing that now you notice that uh, it's a bit of a trend going on uh -huh. shutting down their replies now it's yeah. easier for them well, to just control, control their masses just so people know, even though Bill Gates shut down his comments, uh, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation did not. And I don't think Melinda Gates did either. So you can always hit him up there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but it's just, it's just, but they know they're being disingenuous though. Right. They, and they know right. they're being intellectually dishonest. And that just shows you, I mean, with some of them, like, like I've always said, Hillary's one of the best liars out there. Adam oh, pretty good too. Obama. Yeah, Obama's great. Yeah, Obama too. Yeah, yeah. And Kamala's so, uh, speech, you know, she everything. Everybody's drawing the racial divide, stoking the racial racial division. You know, and in her speech, really, the bottom line of that was that COVID is racist. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just. Mm. But hey, so For like, here's here's a few good notes. So. I mean, not that that wasn't good enough, because I still believe we're going to win by a landslide. But so did you guys see that Laura Loomer won her primary in Florida's 21st district? I did see that. So it's, it's hard to believe when you look back, what was it, maybe two years ago, she had herself chained to the front door of Twitter. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yeah. So, so like it, this, this is important because it doesn't matter if you like Laura Luma or not, because I know there's, there's split people right. here that some people like her, some people don't, that's fine. This is not about this. The, the key here is that she won that those primaries without any social media yep. at all, right? Because right. she's been kicked off out of all of them. And if she's winning the primaries in Florida with no social media or none of that leg up, Trump is going to dominate Florida. And oh, yeah. it, also, it also speaks to what these people like Laura Loomer represent and how people are a, a trend and how people are going to continue to vote. And it gives you hope for some of these other people who are MAGA uh, that are running, like Kim Klasik, who came out with that amazing ad uh, just the other day talking about Baltimore that just went yeah, viral. And so you see this trend going on and I really hope that she, she's successful in her and her campaign. But I really think that, you know, you're seeing this trend of these people who are MAGA, you know, winning their primaries. Right. Anna Paulina Luna also just won in Florida district 13. She's great. And too. so yeah, we've we've been paying attention to this. Um, I know for some of our other podcasts, we've mentioned too, there's a lot of, um, I think thus far, there's been some incredible primary wins. There was just the one where I was a, I was a little stunned by uh, AOC winning, or not AOC, uh, Omar winning her primary. A little stunned by that one, but yeah. But like you're saying, though, there's definitely we are we've been seeing this trend. Um, you see the of, 
the enthusiasm on one side and not by looking at the polls, but the people getting out and, and doing things like, for example, the boat parade, the boat parades that you keep seeing like that one in Florida that where they broke a world record. Yeah. I mean, you don't see that happening on Biden's side. How many boats, how many boats were out there? I think it was around 1800, maybe more, maybe more. Wow. God, how fun that would have been to be a part of. Yeah. Oh, another one is uh, Marjorie Taylor uh, Graham, who won the Republican primary in Georgia, who right. is a, Q- a QAnon supporter. So that, of course, got um, got a bit of media attention. Right. Right. And so on the 24th through the 27th is the GOP convention, and Trump has recently announced that he's going to be giving his speech um, from the white house. Cause remember they kept like moving it around and trying to figure out where they were going to do this. And so I think he's going to give his main speech from the white house. Uh, that's good. Yeah. And, and also uh, he got asked for all you QAnon supporters out there. He, he got asked about QAnon the other day. So that was pretty eventful. Cause I do, I do know the Q crowd has been waiting for that for a long, long time. Yeah, he's Eddie. gotten a couple questions lately on that topic. It's interesting. Mm. So, like the reporter said to them, um, so the the question was, uh, do you, uh, se- secretly saving the world from this satanic cult of pedophiles and cannibals? And Trump's reply was, well, I haven't heard that, but is that supposed to be a bad thing? And mm-hmm. I think that's a perfect, an absolute perfect reply. Mm-hmm. Because right. it's just, it's just, it's it stirred everyone up he also said yeah they like me and they love the country so he 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 left it very ambiguous there but it was it was it was great how he did it i I think he did that perfectly yeah he did handle that well and he also managed to get in some digs on uh on the left and how they are you know he's saving the world from them (laughs) yes I can't remember the exact language that he used. I don't have that pulled up in front of me, but it was pretty good. Yeah. And Kaylee got asked the same sort of question. Again, a follow-up question the following day uh, about QAnon and Trump and everything. And she's like, look, I have never spoken to Trump about QAnon. However, you know, we're busy, you know, do taking care of the pandemic. We're busy taking care of these uh, protests, riots, uh, the economy, everything. And, uh, but what's interesting though, is that the press keeps pushing, 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 you know, about this conspiracy theory that Trump supports a conspiracy theory and people who support a conspiracy theory when the media themselves have been pushing conspiracy theories, the Russia hoax for four years. So who are the conspiracy theorists Longer than that, but yeah. Well, oh, yeah. you, you, you've got reporters, you've got CNN, you've got MSNBC, you've got all of them writing articles now that Q, uh, uh, that, uh, that Trump ha- hasn't denounced this dangerous QAnon movement. And these are the same people that, so while this QAnon movement is apparently dangerous and, you know, it, it should be looked at as the most dangerous thing going around. Mm-hmm. At the same time, you have Antifa and Black Lives Matter protesters, rioters, burning down Portland, and they've been doing that for 50 days. Who these people are propping up. Yeah. And, and, even, and even had it as the backdrop in their music video. <clears throat> unbelievable. It's unbelievable. It, it, it's such a weird clown world. 
Unbelievable. Hey, did you guys watch? I have not watched it yet, but I'm anxious to see it. I'm going to try and watch it this weekend. The uh, Plandemic Indoctrination video that came out, the movie that came out. No, I haven't seen it yet. All right. Well, we'll put that link in our um, YouTube underneath this. So if anyone hasn't seen that yet, because remember they did, was it, I forget when, but months back, they did like a 20, 25 minute sort of intro to the movie, I believe. And so this is the longer version of it, I believe. Right. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Watch it before it gets taken down like the last time. <laughs> right. <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah they'll all get taken Well, I don't think well. it's on, I think they have it hosted on their site now. Good. I don't believe that, it, well, I mean, it could be on YouTube as well. I'm not sure, but. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's it's it's the best way to do it. Have multiple platforms for right. uploading. So, like with with us, with Hive Mind and this podcast, it all goes to BitChute as well. So, in case right. anything happens on YouTube, it will always be on BitChute. That's right. the way to go. Well, you have to, you have to now because they're really cracking down on this stuff. And oh, I know yeah. some some people are using Clout Hub. I actually registered with Cloud Hub a while back, but I forgot my password, so I haven't been. <laughs> been back in in a little while uh, but there are there's there's some other services that you know are out there that secure this kind of stuff it's not you know and then the other thing too is what happens if people get it out on youtube people immediately will start downloading it and archiving it yeah. to save it and preserve it <clears throat> so yeah, that's, that's what you want to do so what's the deal with this i watched the trailer it's hard to hypothesize on this movie called Cuties on Netflix. Um, from what I did see, I could certainly I could certainly talk about, but I didn't watch the whole movie. Well, the movie's not out yet. It comes out in September. Oh, right, right, right. It doesn't come out till right? September. It, it's, people are just catching on to it now. So right. this, is, this is, this just goes to show you how far they're trying to push this stuff. And this also goes to show you what these new modern day icons, such as Cardi B, that make these video clips, sexualized video clips, have a young following base. And this is just the general, general progression of things. Mm -hmm. This was always going to happen, right? So this movie Cuties is based on an 11 year old girl called Amy. And this was the write up. They actually changed the write up of it, but I'll read it to you. So the write up was Amy 11 becomes fascinated with a twerking dance crew, hoping to join them. She starts to explore her femininity, defying her family's uh, traditions. That That's the actual write up. This is like an 11 year old girl's twerking. Right, and defying that, her family's traditions. Right? Then they then then they changed the write up and check this out right they changed the write up to once they started copying a lot of criticism for it mm -hmm. they changed it to eleven year old Amy starts to rebel against her conservative family traditions when she becomes fascinated with a free spirited dance crew free spirited and uh, then you look at the poses and how they're dressed and it's it's very. Mm, very very sexualized and there she's 11 in real life too so it's it's not yeah. even like older girls playing yeah. younger girls you know in these roles no. and 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 the the rating for the tv show is ma 16 plus hmm. so you have to be 16 plus to watch it 
Right. But there's 11 year old girls twerking in there. Right. That's crazy. Wow. Crazy. Well, so some people have right? started a petition to try and get that removed. Yeah, what well, I do now, love is that that people are waking up to this and starting to recognize this much more quickly. This stuff is so insidious and has been going on for quite some time, but it seems like they're getting a lot more attention. Yep, absolutely. Yes. So, by, especially by the younger generations too. But so this is this is the problem with when you've got idols that are extremely sexualized. I, I mean, I guarantee you, there's millions of nine, 10, 11, 12 year old girls that follow people like Cardi B and Ariana Grande. The freaking J-Lo, look at, was it last year's Super Bowl with J-Lo just, I'm sorry, but flaunting her booty and her crotch in our face through the whole thing? I mean, is anyone yep. even hearing her sing? Yep. That's how they roll. But you that's, know, that's, I mean, that's... and it's not just with the movies and the videos, it's with the, t the kids' toys, which recently a lot of things have come to light about that, you know, with the troll doll that was just taken off the right. market uh, because there was a button on the crotch area that made the girl giggle. And mm -hmm. just, why would you need that? Why? Right. And then, you know, there's other dolls too came, came out recently. People have noticed that, you know, like the LOL dolls, same sort of thing, very sexualized little girl dolls. It's, it's flooded everywhere. It's, it's in books, it's in TV shows, in movies, in uh, the entertainment industry, big time, you know, the music industry, it's flooded everywhere. So, so after this criticism, though, Netflix put out a tweet about an hour ago oh. saying we're, we're deeply sorry for the in, inappropriate artwork that we used for Cuties. It was not okay, nor was it representative of this French film, which won an award at Sa Sundance. We've now updated the pictures and the description. They didn't, they didn't say anything about the content of the actual show. Right. Well. Wow. Right? And my reply was, it's not just about the pictures, you idiots. It's about 11-year-old girls shaking their ass. And, and the thing is, is it's, it's the same storyline that they've been putting in books for decades. And I, and I did a report on this a while back about children being indoctrinated through these um, children's books that uh, breaking down that family system, Right and defying the parents and don't listen to them listen to us this isn't a movie about 16 or 18 year olds that want to you know really want to be a dancer and their family doesn't want her to be a professional dancer they want her to be a doctor or something you know that's if you watch the trailer it's it's an 11 year old who wants to go twerking <laughs> And is defying the family. Oh, uh, oh, I don't know. Yeah, but it, even that write-up, though. So, so conservative family traditions. So being against your daughter shaking their ass at eleven years old is now a conservative value. Like, well, yeah, of course it is. Is, is not more people going to see that and call out against it? Is is that a bad thing? Is it right? Right. A conservative like, family's traditions. Like is, is that a bad thing? It's not like cute, graceful ballerinas. They're shaking their booties and dressed very skimpy. No, look, there's, there's ways you can, like, I don't, I, I don't mind kids dancing, right? I danced right. as a kid, right? It's, I, I, I knew professional dancers. So it, it's the way they've sexualized 
mm-hmm. the concept and they've sexualized dance. So if it was a, a show about four girls joining a dance team or something, mm-hmm. there's nothing you can make that wholesome movie and it'd probably be a really good movie. But right. this is not this is a sexualized movie. This is a twerking dance group, which is a sexualized maneuver. It's not something for children. Right. 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 There's ways you can do it. Like I wouldn't like I wouldn't care if it was a show about four girls joining a dance team. Right. You can make that wholesome. Like just imagine a movie like that made in the nineties. Probably be a really good movie. Mm-hmm. Right? But yeah. it's it's the it's the way they've gone about it. And they've they've been hammered on YouTube. I mean, that trailer's had six hundred and sixty thousand views now with 8,100 likes to 113,000 dislikes. And that's wow. Going really fast. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's telling. Yes, that's it going is. Out, Go that's people. Going very fast. <laughs> and, yeah, so about 20,000 comments. It wouldn't be surprised if they start deleting them. We know wow. Three are from me. I keep chiming in. But, 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 <laughs> but, but some, some of these comments are, like, I'd, like I, they're awakening. They're good to see that people, yeah, yeah, yeah the producers and directors, right? So this is one comment: producers and directors. We get little girls to dance for us and just pretend it's an anti-exploitation movie, right? This is so disturbing. They're trying to desensitize people to this to make main, to make pedophilia mainstream. Yeah, right? it, it, it's all these comments are. Yeah, because that's who'd be read. watching the movie. Exactly right. Yep. Um, was this movie made by Jeffrey Epstein? Wow. So, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, nice. there's, there's, yeah there's, I'm going to have to go in and leave a comment when we're done here. Yeah, go get in on it. Get in, I've been on it. in on it. I've been getting in on it all day. So now so. what's the deal with, um, I, I didn't have a chance to look through it because I've been working on my report, but what, um, what was the whole deal around Goodyear? What were they doing? <sighs> yeah, so it, it's good to see backlashes like this now. Right, and we've seen so that these have been the two biggest ones for the last two days, and I I think these are important because this is a, this affects the cultural level, like that cuties movie affects people on a whole different level. They start waking up to it. So mm-hmm. with this zero tolerance policy from Goodyear that got leaked, so this was their Goodyear diversity training uh, manual or booklet, oh. and they had things that were acceptable, right? So Black Lives Matter, BLM. Lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, pride, LGBT, it's all acceptable, unacceptable, blue lives matter, all lives matter, MAGA attire, political affiliation, slogans or material. Are you serious? Yeah. All lives matter is unacceptable? It's unacceptable. For the diversity wow. Track. I mean, the rest of it's crap too, but that's the main one that's just, wow, to put something like that on there? Mm-hmm. And they've been absolutely I'm sure that made employees feel all soft warm and fuzzy well you have tire companies I mean like I've I've been seeing tweets I mean there's this one guy uh this one tweet from a guy called Rob O'Donnell who seems like he owns a tire shop and he's taking down his Goodyear sign and throwing out his Goodyear tires (laughs) and so like I've seen a few auto shops actually do the same thing so there's been huge backlash on that. Trump even spoke out against it. Didn't they issue an apology and an excuse at some it was point? A non, it, it's a non-apology. 
Right, right. <laughs> it's, it's a non-apology. It's, uh, it's a lot of crap on a piece of paper without actually saying, you know, we apologize. Wow. Okay. So this is why Trump tweeted out saying no one buy Goodyear tires. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's terrible. I mean, that's really terrible. How do they think that that makes their employees feel? I mean, sorry. If, sorry, if you're married to a police officer, their lives don't matter. And matter of fact, none of your lives matter unless, you know, well, only black lives matter. And if you're Republican, forget about you too. Yep. Wow. I'm, I'm, I'm sure liberal merchandise, even though it did say, you know, political merchandise, I'm sure you could get away with any liberal slogan. No prejudice because, there. I see a lot yeah. of yeah, You have to well, understand a, good. a lot of companies are doing this. A lot of companies. I mean, it's just good year that got leaked, but it, it's going on across the board. Having meetings every week about, you know, diversity and tolerance but it's really just pushing one side and silencing the other and we need some more leaks like this we need to see the full yeah, spectrum of it because it's going on across the board and companies around the country prejudice. they can't be doing that i mean look at all the battles that go on over lgbtq prejudice in the workplace and we want equality and yada yada but you're not allowed to be a Republican or you can't wear a mega hat or yeah, sorry well, if you're married that, to a police officer, you can't be here. Well, that, that leads us into the, the new video that me and Edge just recorded on Wednesday and will be at Monday. And that uh, podcast is all about racism in America, facts versus fiction. So that should be nice. at Monday. That was an interesting one to do. I mean, it was, it was it's, it's weird because like right or like right through the whole thing i'm like we're getting a strike for this <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I'm like we're, we're definitely gonna get a strike for this <laughs> right? but it it was a, it's a it's a conversation that edge brought up the other day and i'm like yeah it does need to be talked about it is and it's that, an, it a very important conversation so that that podcast is a little bit different but yeah it, it's us just stating the facts and stating how we feel about the whole thing cool and it needs to be said i think the american people in general are just sick of being and fed up of this conversation of being told right. they're racist for just the color of their skin or their party affiliation or their ideology or not agreeing with the left's ideology and black lives matters ideology then all of a sudden you're a racist so we wanted to talk about that and dispel a lot of the rumors a lot of the fiction associated with what you know racists are and then mm. also talk about the facts of racism in america the history of it and the things that are just not so convenient for the dems to acknowledge as far as uh racism and its history its ugly history right. mm -hmm. history that lies with them yeah yep well but tell us about give us the update on uh Kleinsmith before I roll into my report. Yeah, so on Wednesday, the FBI lawyer, Kevin Kleinsmith, he pleaded guilty for making a false statement. Now, this is the first criminal case coming out of the Durham investigation. And so it's kind of a big deal, but uh, the media wants to spin it as, you know, this is all we're going to see. It's just going to be low-level guys. I, I don't agree with that. But just Nor do I. Right. But going back to this actual case with Kevin Kleinsmith, the judge who was overseeing Kevin Kleinsmith's case 
also happens to be a FISA court judge, uh, the judge that, you know, presi- the presiding judge of the FISA court. So what are the odds of that? Kind of strange. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyways, mm-hmm. uh, the judge asked Klein Smith, you know, he said, quote, you intentionally altered the email to insert information that was not originally in the email. And Klein Smith replied, yes, your honor. So he has pled guilty. Uh, Durham's office is saying that Klein Smith is facing a maximum sentence of five years with up to $250,000 in fines. We'll see where that goes. Now this is just for everyone. So this is an email in regards to what? So that everyone knows who Klein Smith is exactly. In regards to spying on Carter Page and in regards to Carter Page, that particular email uh, was falsifying information or, or changing information with regards to Carter Page, his past. Carter Page was a CIA informant. He was helping the CIA with regards to the Russians in particular. And that information was not, uh, did not go along with the narrative that the Russia hoax in narrative. And so that email was changed and in order to support the FBI's narrative of Carter Page and the Russia hoax. And Kevin Kleinsmith was the one who altered that email. So, oh, not this, not not small. This is this is big. This is kind of like the first uh, the first of hopefully many more to come. Oh yeah, I mean this goes all the way up to Comey uh, at the FBI, and then it goes all the way up to the White House, uh, all the way up to Obama. Uh, but you know, I think that we'll see other names down the down the pike. You know, Page, Strzok, McCabe, Comey. Those are all the FBI people that were involved in this. And you know, of course, Brennan, Clapper, Yates, the Oars. I mean, we we've got a long list of co-conspirators here on this Russia hoax on the Obama Gate. Uh, did you see investigation. Trump's tweet yesterday? He said, welcome, Barack and Crooked Hillary. See you on the field of battle. <laughs> yes. Uh, oh, I love when he calls people out. Oh, yeah. I don't care what anyone says about him. I love when he calls people out. Yeah, it's good stuff to finally have someone speaking the truth, speaking yep. bluntly, and they absolutely hate yes. him for it. I know. Yeah, roll, roll roll into the Bannon thing because I haven't read about this. I I only saw the. Oh yeah. I I only saw a post today, and I was like, oh, here we go. I I, I literally something. rolled out of bed. That was the first first tweet I saw. I was still in a fog. I reread it three times. Going, is this like from the Onion or something? What am I reading here? And yeah. <clears throat> it was very uh very confusing. So what the heck's going on? Well, I don't have a whole lot because this just happened today, uh, the day that we're recording Thursday. So, but I think this is more of a tit for tat. You know, we've got Kevin Kleinsmith over at the FBI pleading guilty today. So now we have to change the headlines and all of a sudden Steve Bannon is arrested. Um, So Steve Bannon was arrested. He's he and three others are being charged by prosecutors out of none other than the Southern District of New York for defrauding hundreds of thousands of dollars raised from donations to fund the border wall. Now, I read an NPR article which actually had the indictment. I didn't get a chance to go through the entire thing. 
but that's the gist of it. And I do find it interesting that it's coming out of the Southern District of New York. A lot of interesting cases have come out of that, that particular um, office. And uh, that was the office that um, Barr removed uh, the, uh, the, the, the head U.S. attorney there. Uh, what was his name? I forgot. God, his oh, I'm blanking it out. I I know I know who you're referring to. I'm just it's not hitting me right now. And also the office that's gunning for the NRA, correct? Yes, and it's also you know Comey's daughter is out of SDNY. So I think there's still some some swamp creatures lurking in the SDNY. And you know I don't know how much validity there is to this case because it again, this is kind of breaking information. So we'll need more time to kind of digest all the details. But it does appear to be um, an, an attempt to change the headlines from some, maybe some negative headlines on how crappy the Democrat National Convention has been this week. And also this news of the FBI uh, lawyer pleading guilty as the first and many hopefully to come from the Durham investigation. Yes. Whew, lots going on. So <clears throat> should I roll into my report? Definitely. Okay. So I'm really excited about this one because I started working on this. God, it's probably been a couple months. Um, I, for, okay. So first off, does everyone remember when Trump signed the executive order? Um, the, I don't have the exact words in front of me, but it was on protecting the U.S. bulk power system, which essentially is um, it provides the electricity that supports our national defense, vital emergency services, critical infrastructure, economy, and way of life. This is our power grid, people. So that was signed, I believe it was back in May. And I had already been kind of, I jot down notes. <laughs> sticky notes and notepads all over my desk. So I'm always jotting things down and seeing how they string together. There has been a series of executive orders, bills, and actions that have taken place having to do with our power supply as a whole. And, and there's been a lot of focus on 5G, but it's more than that. We're talking like our semiconductors, like the manufacturing and the technology and the whole climate deal, the solar power, the, there are so many factors to our energy as a whole, to our power sources that the Trump and his administration have been securing. And I think it's really important for people to see this bigger picture. Um, in fact, here, let me find it. Uh, I know I just mentioned to you guys the other day, I kept, so, so this kept um, getting pushed back, my report, pushed back and pushed back because I was working on COVID reports. And usually when that happens, inevitably some new piece of information drops that just is another piece of the puzzle that connects into my report. So coincidentally, on August 3rd, if everyone recalls the meeting he had, it was televised with employees from the Tennessee Valley Authority. And Trump made a big deal of this and, and covered it in a couple of his press conferences saying how the chair was making $8 million a year. Do you guys remember that? Where he, he just kept repeating $8 million a year. 
So I don't remember that, but I can see him <laughs> doing that. <laughs> so that same day is when he also signed an executive order um, that would essentially require federal agencies to complete internal audits um, to, to prove that they are not replacing qualified American workers with people from other countries, because that's what TVA was doing. They kept outsourcing its technology and um, bringing in uh, foreign workers where the current employees who'd been there for 15, 20, 30 years are training them to essentially take over their jobs. So he said that straight, but at the same time, fired the chair and said, you guys need to get a new chair. And you know what? We're going to cap this at $500,000 salary, no $8 million, which hell I'd be happy with 500,000. So, so just so people are aware, the tennis, the reason this is included in this particular report is because the, uh, Tennessee Valley Authority covers the, uh, sorry, I'm trying to find it here. Um, so it's, it's a federally owned corporation and it provides flood control, electricity generation, fertilizer manufacturing, and economic development to most of Tennessee and parts of Alabama, Georgia, Kentucky, Mississippi, North Carolina, and Virginia. So that whole move ties into all these other moves that I string along in this timeline to show everyone. And part two, which I'm hoping to have out next week, that's my goal, is uh, I'm going to expose, there's, there's three players that have been deeply involved for decades from high positions of financial authority um, that have been making deals with many familiar faces, people will be will recognize, though you may not recognize two of the three that I'm covering in this. They connect to those that you do. And they've been making deals, not just in the power and energy sector, but in you know technology, transportation, land, and other areas too. But some of their maneuvers are directly um, to support China. Okay, two, two of these individuals are actually from China and they have flown under the radar for a long time. And the three of these individuals that I'm going to be covering in part three, or I mean, I'm sorry, part two of my report, they, uh, they go way back. I mean, they go back to the early 90s where they have all been sort of inner working together and building on different things. It's, it's quite interesting. So that should be coming out next week. And I already have part one out. So once I get the second part done, I'll of course put it all into a single, you know, PDF report and have that in my bookshop as well for anyone who wants to download it. Cause they're not short, but the timeline's real easy. <laughs> The timeline's yeah. really easy to read. I actually did bars across the dates because I think it separates it, it separates it out easier. It's a little, it flows a little easier on the eyes, I think. So yeah, securing our power infrastructure, our uh, 5G infrastructure, our internet infrastructure, all of these things are just massively important. And it seems like not just a Biden and Obama, but for decades, they've been selling us out 
particularly to China. And so I think that Trump's really, you know, doing a lot to, to correct that. But, you know, if we hadn't, it, it could have been really devastating for, for the country, I think. Oh, yeah. And I even take, take you back in here to 2012 to show you Trump's mindset on all of this long before he was even president. So it's, it's a fascinating timeline. Very cool. So working on. <laughs> busy, busy. I just, um, I just renewed the window for that cuties trailer and it's gone up to 121,000 downloads. What was it before wow. when we last talked about it? Like I think you said like 101 or something or 103. It was, oh, it's gone I, up I don't quick. remember now. Hmm. I think wow. it was like 113. So <clears throat> crazy. Going up fast, but that's very telling. Mm-hmm. Very. The majority of people don't want to see this stuff. No, definitely and, not. And I think something like that would have flown under the radar and people would not necessarily have noticed, but I'm really encouraged to see people waking up to this and, you know, justifiably being upset about it. Right. Yep. We got to keep staying on top of this stuff because it does make a difference. We've, we've gotten a lot oh, yeah. of moved. I mean, of course we still have um, on Twitter and YouTube, there's still a lot of porn related uh, child, you know, pedophilia related um, accounts that everyone keeps hammering. I mean, they won't even take down Antifa accounts where they're planning out the next place they want to attack. It's crazy. But they take a lot of our accounts down, don't they? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're dangerous. <laughs> we are. We're so dangerous. <laughs> dangerous to their narrative, to their lies. Right. We are dangerous. I, I, I wonder if, well, of course they will. Now they'll label anyone with a conspiracy theory as being part of QAnon, I think. Probably. Mm. Yep. Mm. Mm. Lots of stuff rolling out. I think we have some good momentum going. Just, you know, despite all the craziness we're seeing, um, the, uh, the negative things, we're seeing a lot of, a lot of positive things moving forward. A lot more people speaking out, um, a lot of people getting out there to vote and making a big difference with this. That's so important. Check and see if your states have early voting, you know, get out there and vote early. Cross it off your list. There you go. That's it. All right. Ooh. All right, guys. <laughs> it's just going to keep ramping up. Each week is going to get more and more wild crazy and interesting and we're here with you guys through it all so thanks for sticking with us here on dig it with a speaker myself the sharp edge and Corey lynn of Corey's digs please be sure to share this podcast we're on google play iHeartRadio, soundcloud spotify stitcher tune in and as always youtube we'll see you back next time right here on dig it